what is up everybody welcome into episode 12 um let's just get things kicked right off i'm actually like i don't know i'm excited i'm refreshed took a little bit of a break i'm sorry i missed you guys on monday but i was having like uh like 12 hour work days and you get like i already do a terrible job at this it would have been like another level of bad so i thought it best just to uh rest regroup get my long work days out of the way today was a little bit more chill i was able to get stuff ready uh there's a lot that goes into this and yeah couple quick announcements guys couple changes today um it as you can tell if you're watching this if the podcast you're fixing to find out um i am solo again tonight so this might be a little bit shorter episode as we're going to go through the things uh, that I'm going to be talking about. Uh, however, I think what I'm going to do moving forward with the scope VODs is I think they're going to be on their own channel. So um, I put a pinned message in the chat comments. And if you guys want to see that, I don't think the VODs do very well on my channel. Um, when I started making Battlefield content, the reason I did that is to make it pretty short and sweet and concise and get you guys like news and information right off the bat. So you didn't have like, a lot of that stuff going on like a lot of extra crap so then when somebody's used to like you know five to ten minute episodes and then we throw up a you know hour and a half two hour podcast it doesn't do so hot so i think i'm gonna put it on its own its own channel and yeah since i'm live tonight be a little bit more interactive with chat what's up lazy ninja nerfy turf good to see you guys um thanks for popping in and yeah i'll be a little bit more interactive with chat but i wanted to show you that Show you guys that really quick um there is the channel over there uh link is in the pinned comment as well as in the description so from now on i'm still like in the foreseeable future right now since there there are literally no subscribers on that channel um what we're gonna do is go ahead and still go live on this channel they'll be unlisted on this channel and then if you want to watch the vods the vods will be made public over on that channel for the scope so uh you like how it says a live podcast every monday and here it is a thursday it's terrible we're junk bad sorry guys <laughs> but uh yeah other than that i'm trying to think if there's anything um yeah i think we got a just a couple things to talk about today um shout out to everybody shout out to everybody who listens uh on the podcast appreciate you guys there's been a few of you uh downloading it as well as people who found their way to the new scope youtube channel uh appreciate it a lot guys i think i'm gonna have a little glass of bourbon with you while we uh we talk about the last week of first person shooters what do you say Let's have a little bit of bourbon, little Weller Special Reserve, green label. Not the fanciest Weller, but it ain't bad. It's honest work. Cheers, guys. Thanks for being here. Appreciate you so much. Whoo, that's delicious. <laughs> Yo, cheers, Nick. So yeah, what I wanted to talk about today is, um, I don't know, it's kind of like a... Uh, Yo, thanks, Lazy Ninja. You might, Lazy Ninja, subscribe to the Scope channel. You might actually be the first one to do that. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so what we're gonna do is, uh, it, it, it's kind of become like a, uh, like a little bit of a tradition to like talk about Battlefield <laughs> at the beginning of the show. It kind of seems like. So I'm just gonna touch briefly on Battlefield just a little bit. As you know, this is a Battlefield channel was what i don't know what it is now no one knows what it is but anyway um i find it weird i've been 
since there hasn't been any new content or reason to make videos, I've, I've been reflecting quite a bit. And I looked back at some of the older uh, earnings calls and just, man, some of the things they said in those earnings calls, I really think they knew that the game was gonna perform terribly. Um, I, I, I think they did. I think I'm gonna make a video on it, um, just how they, how they handled things. Uh, it, it, it feels really sus. Uh, but anyway, beyond that, we know that they have said early April, they're gonna talk about the next update. Now, generally they give us update information like a week before the actual update goes live and we haven't seen that. So that's a little, that's a little sad. Um, there, there's been so many delays and uh, missed opportunities with this. I, I put a, I put a tweet out today um, when I went back and looked at those, uh, at those earnings calls. They talked about how they are um, trying to, they are committed to turning Battlefield around and the live service and all that stuff. And then today's live service is like a low poly like gun charm like that that's the live service we have zero new maps almost six months after launch and uh it's just crazy but i just wanted to let you guys know i think i'm going to do a video about like all the things that happened before the game released that made it it made it feel like that they knew you know what i mean like they knew it's kind of weird. I, I think there's a there's a small skeleton crew um, working on it. I really hope Tom Henderson gives us information on like how many people are actually working on it. I hope he doesn't he doesn't get in trouble uh, to see that. But yeah, uh, definitely hoping so. Yo, what's up, Mad Max, dude? I gotta um yeah. Never mind. I have you on the follower on the members thing. Never mind. We're good. We're good. What's up, man? Um, but yeah. So anyway. Battlefield is still a mess. The thing I wanted to point out that I thought was weird is when they game, when they came out with the last um, update, they said this next update, which is going to be early April. Last time I checked, it is early April. So I feel like it's, hmm, it's, I don't know what's going on. So yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about this April update. It's supposed to have a ton of fixes, VoIP, weapon attachment, rework, um, a lot of stuff in it makes me worried about what could actually break. Uh, Lazy Ninja TV asks, have you thought about focusing on another game or stick it out with Battlefield? Yeah, man, I've, I've really been uh, brainstorming a lot, a lot, a lot over the last several weeks on what to do with the channel. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to, honestly, with this channel. Um, this is this is so far my solution to to introducing new content to the channel with other games You know talking about FPS games as a whole because I felt like a lot of I mean the, the the writings on the wall People are not playing battlefield like especially 2042. They moved on to other games So I thought it would be best To to talk about other shooters too and people might still be interested in that Like I said when I put the VODs on here That's why guys in the pin comment is thank you for the six likes by the way in the pin comment is the the channel the scope channel If you guys want to subscribe to that if you're interested in this kind of content if you like long-form podcast type stuff That's where the VODs uh, the recordings of this show are gonna live uh, from now on 
eventually if it grows and, and, and YouTube algorithm helps curate an audience that likes long form content and, uh, and podcast type stuff like this, then I might start going live over there. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly am, am struggling with, uh, with what to do with this channel going forward. Uh, everyone who's stuck it out with me, thank you so fucking much. Like I appreciate it so much cause it, it's tough. And, uh, I'm, I'm really trying to think outside the box with what to do with gaming content that's interesting and fun to watch. And like, I still, you know, enjoy talking about like news and things like that. But at the same time, there's already a lot of really good news things. So I didn't mean to go, go off on this like crazy tangent about like what to, about the channel and stuff like that and what's going on. Um, but yeah. Also, guys, as we move as we move through these uh, these topics, I definitely would love you guys to stick around, and we can have a discussion at the end with some questions and comments and things uh, to talk about um, at the end of the show. I don't think this is going to be like a super crazy long show, um, but yeah, we definitely have some stuff. Definitely have some stuff to talk about. Um, so that's pretty much what's going on uh, with Battlefield. I'm honestly just confused as to where where the uh where the the update is because they said in like i said in the last blog it said early april and it's early april and we haven't heard anything they said early april for the actual release which is which is actually pretty wild um so the next thing that i uh really wanted to talk about oh no i messed up dude i just messed up my overlay it's fine it's what i'm having a really hard time you guys um, <laughs> the next thing we're going to talk about, uh, dude, what are the pod? You ever wonder like when I'm over here, like fumbling around with all this crap, the first thing that pops into my head is how I feel terrible for the people that listen to this on a podcast. Like if, if you make it past this point, you're, you're fucking legend. Like for real, can't believe anyone would make it past. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about was, uh, unreal engine five. So we have known that there are a few games. Uh, the main one that I knew about was Dr. Disrespect's 12 AM new game coming out on Unreal Engine 5. But I think Unreal 5 is kind of a big deal. It has a ton of features. They released it this week to everybody. So now um, indie studios are gonna be able to get their hands on this. And again, like has been a common theme on the show over the weeks, really rooting for the, for the, for the indie developers to, to come through with something good and show and show and you know set new trends that games don't have to have battle passes they don't have to have nfts they don't have to have crazy microtransactions to succeed so i think it's interesting to check that out um i wanted to put up on screen for those of you for those of you guys that are here live um they showed and i wondered what information we could glean from this because during the keynote they posted all the developers that are working um on this stuff live so i wanted to go ahead and pull that up and and if you guys are are seeing anything um that you can tell uh let me know in the chat definitely um i'm gonna try to read some of these out for you guys listen to the audio um but essentially what i have on the screen is they posted this screenshot of all the studios that are working on games that are actively working on games um in unreal 5 and i thought a few of them are pretty interesting i'm not super familiar with a lot of these uh studios as i i pretty much am just a boomer that sticks to playing shooter games a couple that i thought were interesting um up here in the top right we see my dot games and if that's not familiar to you that is actually the publisher of world war three that game that we've been kind of keeping an eye out and we're really hopeful for uh we're hoping they put things in the right direction um with that game I'm gonna have another drink of bourbon. 
Now the actual development team is Farm 51 for that, but My Dot Games is the publisher and they are on this list. So I I don't know, you could you could maybe hope think you know, do do a prayer dance that World War 3 will be on Unreal 5 because they have shown some snippets of Unreal 5 and it looks really cool. It's supposed to be um extremely easy to work in, of course, they're going to tell you that. But it looks ex I'm not a developer obviously um but it looks uh, a lot easier to work in is what they're saying it looks pretty uh it's very well optimized so if world war 3 went to that uh unreal 5 i think that would be super cool um also uh, there's not too many on there um i recognize like like 2k games like ninja theory uh the other thing uh that might come into effect with uh, first person shooters as you see Tencent games on there. Now Tencent is a Chinese company that is absolutely massive. Like it's a massive, massive company, uh, but things fall under this. Several shooters fall under them. Uh, one of the biggest ones, I think they own most, uh, le they own a fair amount of uh, PUBG and PUBG is Unreal, Unreal Engine 4. And we know that the next PUBG is supposed to be in development and coming out uh, later so i think that would be that would be pretty interesting um if the next i would i would almost pretty much expect uh the next PUBG to be in unreal 5 i think that would that would be pretty cool and probably going to happen uh the other noteworthy uh developer on here is uh focus entertainment so if you guys aren't familiar with them they are the ones that do uh insurgency sandstorm so so possibly Possibly Insurgency Sandstorm would be on Unreal 5. I think that would be really cool. Um, yeah. It's rumored, uh, Danger Man 1337 in chat says, uh, rumored for Unreal Engine 5 is Bioware for the next. I actually do wonder if DICE will move to Unreal 5 after 2024. Man, I don't know. I don't think they will. Um, I, I've been following people talking about that on Twitter. Uh, Wesley had a tweet where they should just move to Unreal Engine and I don't think it would work very well for like the destruction of things like that is what people more familiar with development were saying. Uh, Bullet can ask, would it not really change how the game feels? Um, I don't think it would a ton. Um, I'm thinking more about uh, the features that they've added in there for ease of updates. Uh, basically optimization and you know quality looking of graphics um, you know things like that make make a shooter game feel good you know you know recoil movement that's still going to be up to the developer you know weapon balance gadgets map design it's it's not going to fix that um, I was just a little bit excited for the iterations of Unreal Engine seem to be seem to be getting better and better and it, it might be pretty cool to see some of these uh, indie developers now have the opportunity to move over to Unreal 5 uh, for their next games as we can also see CD Projekt Red. I know it's not a shooter, but um, I think everybody's gonna be incredibly excited for the next Witcher game. And you know, they just announced it. And I sometimes get frustrated with how soon they announce games because it's gonna be like, I feel like it's gonna be like four or five years before we, we really uh, even see that stuff. Um, so danger man has some really good comments he says for bioware we know that the next dragon age is on frostbite but jeff grubb says that ue5 is for the next mass effects that's pretty interesting um that ea studios uh could be moving away you know from frostbite as it's rumored to be a cause of a lot of the issues with battlefield i i have heard rumors um that's not confirmed by any means but potentially and allegedly that could be a cause of a lot of the, the problems um 
and danger man also says unreal engine 5 has the chaos destruction system built in i'm i'm honestly going to say that any destruction is better <laughs> than what 2042 had there's very little destruction to 2042 and um allegedly the reason they did that and well and it, this came to light in some of the blog where they talked about the last update where people were wanting them to change vehicles they literally have that version of frostbite pushed to the limit with 128 players and they can't add anything to it so um yeah crisis 4 is gonna be crazy too <laughs> i wonder how that'll do uh melt some graphics cards speaking of graphics cards guys i've, I've been seeing around i don't know if you guys have seen this but it, i looked um after hearing it from a couple people i looked on best buy and there's actually some like 3080s and 3080 ti's that you can get at retail um so it's really cool to see gpus getting back in stock again um, I've, I felt so bad. Maybe that'll trickle down to, you know, consoles. I've heard that series X's are a little bit easier to get a hold of now. Uh, PS five's not as much, but maybe, uh, people can start getting their hands on some of these GPUs and these consoles and we'll actually see games fully shift, um, with, um, you know, and, you know, using unreal five into these new, these new consoles and things like that and, uh, stuff like that. So it's, it's really, it's really, really exciting to see, um, but yeah, I didn't see any others uh, on this on this picture that stuck out to me that are using Unreal Five. Um, but I, I definitely wanted to talk about it just because um, Unreal Five kind of kind of fits that narrative that we're you know we're rooting for those for those indie studios. And I thought maybe it would help uh, make it easier for them to come out with games and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's good to see it's good to see hardware getting getting out there and available for people too. Um, probably the most in-depth thing to talk about um on this uh particular episode is going to be uh some of this stuff coming to tarkov now with tarkov in general we talked a lot about you know is it ever going to come to console is another game ever going to do something like tarkov that will come to console uh our games you know like call of duty modern warfare 2 is rumored to have the dmz we've talked about that but honestly, Tarkov right now, in my opinion, I've been I've been playing. Um, it is in a league of its own. Um, it, it's an incredible game uh, with with so much detail. And uh, they actually had Battlestate Games had a had a podcast um, this last week, I believe. Um, uh, they they did a podcast last week and it was honestly a really short one. Uh, obviously, there's it's a little bit touch and go uh, with all the things going on world events wise uh, right now. So basically, I think they didn't they didn't elaborate on things too much, but they they wanted to let the player base know that they're still working on the game. Um, that's what they're focused on. Um, as you know, they are a Russian studio, um, but they're working on the game and they announced they they just kind of rapid fired. Um, a lot of new things. So um, I pulled up that stuff in a string of tweets. So again, apologies to the to the podcast audience. I will try to I will try to keep talking uh, about what is on the screen so you guys know. Um, but let me go ahead and get the this show stinks. Let me go ahead and get the uh, production team to pull this up, and then um, then we'll go through it a little bit. There's there's several things um, that they added um that are pretty pretty darn cool um let me fix this so uh the first thing you guys can see on the screen is uh the lightkeeper so this is going to be a trader actually and I'll, I'll i'll show a video of the the lighthouse expansion so this wipe in 20 in 12 12 
was a new uh, map, the Lighthouse map, and it has a whole area that you can't get to. But in a, in a near update, they're going to expand that map and it's going to get bigger. Um, again, man, Tarkov, I, I it's a love hate relationship. It's such a brutal game. Um, but I don't know. I I got I got to a spot where I wasn't feeling it, and then um, honestly, I played that Crows game, and it was another game with like a lot of bugs and issues and it didn't look the best and things like that. And it made me want to go try Tarkov again. And the last couple of weeks or the last week or so, I've been really enjoying Tarkov again. I haven't worried about tasks. I'm just playing for PVP and gunfights and loot. And it's, it's been quite a bit of fun uh, lately. So yeah, that's why we're talking about it again. Um, so here he is. Uh, there's a few things people have picked out um, about this image. Um, you guys can see over behind him in the actual lighthouse itself, there is a, a image of what looks like one of the cultists or cultist boss. And then he's holding a medallion that has the cultist emblem on it. So if you guys don't know, on certain maps at night, namely I know woods, possibly customs, and I think shoreline at night, there are cultists which are like scab, they're AI that run around that have poison tip knives and they sneak around and they'll try to kill you. So if going around Tarkov at night with hopefully you have a little bit of night vision, even the cheap goggles is not scary enough because you're worried about another player with a thermal scope across the map. You have to worry about these cultists and it's gonna be really interesting. He is, he is uh, rumored to be a traitor. So this is the first thing that is going to be in the game, the first in-game trader. And I don't know how this is gonna work. Like I, I'm a little worried about how this is gonna work, but this is the first in-game trader. And what that means is instead of, you know, all the traders that you go to in the menus, you just click on the menu and there he is. This guy, you actually have to load into Lighthouse, get down the bridge, and go talk to this guy and do your trading there. And I don't know how that's gonna work out right now. Uh, those of you that play Tarkov know that if you go anywhere near that bridge, if you go down that bridge towards the lighthouse at all right now, you're gonna get sniped uh, by a really jerky sniper scav that you can't even see. So we're gonna have to tell him to tone it down just a little bit if we wanna go visit this guy. But I don't know how that's gonna work. I'm worried, There's they have to have some kind of mechanism like for spawn protection. I'm sorry, my dogs are gonna bark because my wife likely got home. No barking, I'm sorry about that. This show's terrible. Um, But anyways, so are people gonna just camp that bridge? Like, are you gonna go down to get, to get your stuff and then try to get back across and people, no barking and people are gonna camp? I don't know, I'm worried about that, like how that's gonna work uh, with getting in and out of the, uh, of this trader. It's gonna be interesting though. Um, as you guys know, some of you have probably heard that Tarkov eventually wants to have, I think, I think I heard that they eventually want most, if not all of the traders to be like, um, in the game, like where you have to go to them. Like they're gonna put, they're gonna put, uh, every all the traders at different spots on different maps and you actually have to go to them and they're gonna uh they want to hook them together um so yeah this is going to be really interesting to see how that works eventually you know they said you know their vision is they want tarkov to be they want to hook all the maps together and make it kind of open world with dynamic loot kind of what the cycle did where you know you pop in at different times and stuff like that so anyways there he is the first in-game trader the light keeper
looks like he's in cahoots with the cultists. So that's gonna be interesting. Uh, here are some screenshots. So this shows the lighthouse. Here's some screenshots of the expansion. I'll just show you guys these. We'll talk about them just a little bit. And then there's also a really cool video uh, where you can see them. But honestly, the lighthouse map is really cool. The only thing that I haven't really liked about it is well i well i get destroyed by chads with sr25s and lapuas and people sniping from rocks that i can't see but that's just tarkov um the the frame rate's been rough but we're going to get into it a little bit also coming really soon to tarkov which is pretty exciting is dlss i'm a little bit hesitant on it because i feel like with dlss there's been a lot of games that have put it in i haven't had an iteration of it yet where i've turned it on so we know battlefield had dlss call of duty has dlss for warzone what that is is the deep learning super sampling it is the uh the upscaling the ai upscaling of your image so essentially what it does is if you have an rtx 20 series or later with turing cores you know the game will it renders it at like you know 360p and then it uses ai to upscale it so you you technically get you're rendering at a lower resolution but it upscales it supposed to be pretty well um and then you get higher frames without a supposed loss in visuals. But honestly, I haven't, I haven't seen it work the best. I haven't seen it in a game where I've turned it on because it just looks really blurry and terrible so far. Um, but we'll show the DLSS thing they talked about. This looks like inside one of the buildings. I'm not sure if this is like where you'll see the scavs. Um, it definitely looks like they're growing something in there. There's grow lights, looks like growing some vitamins. Um, then they're also adding uh, AMD's version of that, which is FSR. So that's gonna be coming, but they did say, we'll, we'll talk about it just a little bit, but DLSS is coming. He said either this week or next week. Doesn't look like this week. So it's sounding like next week. Hey, how's it going, James? Thanks everyone for being here. Thank you for 14 likes. I super, super appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, so let's take a look at this. Again, there's some creepy things going on in here. I don't know what we're gonna see with the cultists. Um, just the, the, the vibe of Tarkov is, is just unlike any other. The immersiveness of this game is, is in a league of its own, man. Uh, some of these things look really cool. The lighting looks cool. We see the Terror Group Lab has stuff going on. We're looking at, uh, um, the, I'm not sure what building this is, honestly. So let's go ahead and try to find um the lighthouse expansion here it is guys here it is let's check this out so so this is the this is the lighthouse expansion i'll show you guys this and it's a lot bigger than i thought like honestly if you go to the map now and you look out at the lighthouse it's like it just looks like a lighthouse on a little piece of land uh but honestly like looking at this there's so much more than i thought see that's what that's what you see right there on the screen right now is it looks like a lighthouse and that's it but but looking at this trailer you see a lot of stuff so yeah guys this is the expansion um and uh there's a lot more land and things there than i originally thought um so it looks pretty cool there's a whole entire house down there there's more mountains and things this is the creepy image of the dead body with the camera oh that looks weird um this looks like the bridge um there's a there's a military checkpoint uh that we can see there as well as ways to get on the roof there's just gonna there there's just gonna be some incredibly long lines of sight here i'm assuming the lightkeeper is going to be at the lighthouse so you're gonna have to go try to seek this guy out to trade with him 
which is going to be pretty interesting but you can also see a sniper emblem on top of that i don't know if there's going to be something like you know how you have to use a labs key card to get into labs um i don't know if there's going to be something like this uh with this map where you have to uh you have to do something like that it's going to be it's going to be interesting interesting to see uh how how you access that how you how you tell the sniper scab to cool its jet so you could go talk to this guy because like i said right now you can't even get close to it but it looks like now i don't i'm not too like crazy into the lore of tarkov at this point but it looks like a different kind of cultist emblem than what we've seen before the other ones have like lightning bolts and stuff like that this one has a lot of like eyes and stuff this looks like a scav hideout so it's pretty interesting but there's a whole yeah, this is what I was talking about. So it looks like there's a gate there and a whole house on the other side of the lighthouse that you can't even see. So I honestly had originally thought, and this looks like a whole nother bridge on the back side. Um, I honestly thought that there wasn't gonna be that much to this expansion. It was just gonna be pretty much unlocking the bridge to the lighthouse and that's it. But from this trailer, we can see that there's actually quite a bit of stuff in this. So there, there's actually a lot of stuff. Um, so yeah, they, we talked about uh, DLSS a little bit. I'll show you guys that trailer and then also FSR. So what FSR is, is really similar to that, but it's AMD's version of it, of, of upscaling. And, and you can see that it's, uh, it's for any card. So 10 series GTXs and AMD cards should get access to more frames. Um, this is the other thing they're adding. So he essentially rapid fired through these things. Um, so what this is, is that I'm showing on screen now is tasks rerolls. So if you get a task that you don't like, which there's going to be new ones. Um, oh, they have the audio on. I'm sorry about that. Um, there's going to be new tasks and stuff on there. And um, essentially they added a thing. The tasks looked better. Some of them now, if you're familiar, are completely ridiculous and unobtainable. Um, there's going to be a, a reroll um of of these i'm not sure if it shows no but but what there is going to be so sometimes you get daily challenges that are completely ridiculous and unobtainable they're going to add a thing where you can pay some rubles and re-roll and get another task so i think that's pretty cool um the other thing they've added is right here guys you can see um they're adding repair kits so they're adding weapon repair kits and armor repair kits so you don't have to pay um you don't have to pay a uh a trader to, to fix them for you so you can expect these and fix them they're going to be really rare it sounds like and they have an hp amount that you can repair your stuff with but they're supposed to be really fast and uh do a really good job of repairing your stuff and i'm assuming there's going to be some skills and stuff that come along with your character learning you know learning your firearms and how to repair them and fix them and things like that so yeah weapon maintenance so there's a whole new skill coming um the more times you clean your weapon the more times you repair it and things like that the higher that skill is going to get so what i'm assuming is um it's it reduces the wear and the heat build up in your gun so they're going to last longer same goes with armor so there's a there's repair uh armor excuse me there is a body armor repair kit i'll get it out don't worry that you can use to repair your own armor you don't have to pay specialists for it um they're excuse me traders for it and uh it's supposed to do a really good job i'm not sure if there's going to be an armor skill uh like a armor repair skill it doesn't look like it uh but you're definitely going to see the weapon repair skill um and then uh the other thing 
that they talked about that we have here are uh, crafting tools. So right now, if you craft something like with this screwdriver, if you craft one of these, uh, it will actually consume the tool and it'll be gone. Like if you're, you're doing this PCB, you're taking apart a gas analyzer. Um, they're going to make these changes really soon that the tools that you use to craft things don't get consumed. So you get to use them again. Again, we can see right there. Um, it's got a blue wrench beside it that shows you it doesn't get consumed when you use it. So that's pretty cool. Uh, we saw that with uh, the the lighter, uh, screwdrivers, tool sets, pliers, um, sh I'm assuming like metal scissors and uh, things like that. But Bulletkin says, you don't need a repair kit if you lost your gear every raid. True, true. So these, <laughs> uh, you must have watched my Twitch stream. He gets me. Um, but yeah, so what happens is it looks like um, based on these screenshots or based on this little bit of a video is once you once you craft and repair something um, that that item that you use to do that is put back in your uh, in your stash so it doesn't get and it doesn't get consumed when you when you craft something and then he said that uh, things like screwdrivers and tools and stuff like that are going to start to become really, really rare and hard to find so that's going to be interesting i know they did that this wipe with electric drills like i could not find a freaking electric drill to save my life um so the next thing is um here's the dlss trailer i'm guessing you guys won't be able to see much but the one thing to look at is actually uh so they have on here uh what are the different kinds the presets for dlss they have quality balance and performance but when they showed them the thing to look at um is the frame counter so if we look at the frame counter like every time they change it um it it ups the frames quite a bit so on here for the podcast folks it's at 70 fps they change it to quality it ups it to 116 and i fidelity wise i don't think we're going to be able to tell anything until we get this in our hands um as far as balance it goes from 117 to 130 and then I think the next one is performance and it goes even higher with frames. It goes up to 135, not really that much more. Um, again, these images that they show with the DLSS, you can't really tell the, the frame jump 78, 116, 130 to 134. So the, a pretty big jump even using the quality preset. Um, it's showing them walk around customs with some rain going on. Again, that seems like a 40 frame jump. Um, we don't know for the only thing about this is like i said we're supposed to get it by the end of next week so we're essentially just gonna have to take a look at it because it's hard to tell anything from this um it really is there's not a lot going on um as far as we don't know what kind of card they're using we don't know like any of that stuff we don't know what resolution we don't know what their settings are uh, we don't know if they have any post effects on so we, we're just really not going to know true real world performance till we get our hands on it. Uh, but the main takeaway is that DLSS is coming to Tarkov within within the next week. Um, so that's pretty cool. I'm trying to see if there's anything else we didn't talk about. Uh, just a lot of these images that you guys can see on screen just look really cool. Um, we could get a better image of all the buildings here behind the lighthouse that I couldn't see before. Like I honestly... I'm like amped to try this out because I had no clue like that stuff was back there. Um, pretty wild. So there's that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I saw in here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the guy in the thumbnail, right? Um, 
so it looks like these are rumored to be um showing them on the screen right now that's the guy in the thumbnail um they're adding rogue bosses to uh to tarkov to lighthouse it looks like so lighthouse is getting a lot of stuff coming up soon um the rogues are so hard to deal with um i haven't figured out how to do it this guy oh yeah it says at the bottom a rogue boss big pipe he says he's got a big pipe but uh my uh my gandalf pipe is like a little bit longer than this guy i'm not saying i'm not saying that's important but it just it is what it is you know what i mean um <laughs> so yeah that's one of the rogue bosses there are three of them um this is knight uh the first one uh if you guys can't tell the first one the big pipe guy has a uh grenade launcher um this guy looks like he's carrying a scar with uh some smoke nades a glock 17 with some stuff going on he's got a map and then the last one is bird eye and it looks like he has like a 20x loophole scope on this rsas so i don't know what that's about the main takeaway i get from this image is the fanny pack um i think the fanny pack is where it's at uh so so that's that's what i'm about but anyway <laughs> those are the three rogue bosses and one of them does have in fact you can see an image of them here all together one of them does in fact have a fanny pack so i think that's a big deal i hope the fanny pack is lootable and i hope it is uh able to be used by everybody else so that's essentially what's going on there um yeah I'm trying to think if there's anything else with tarkov that's all the stuff i saw um in a nutshell to sum it up with like tarkov um that game is just uh i don't know it's been a lot of fun you could tell that the developers really really care about it um it does have its issues with uh cheating and different kinds of meta and uh spam like that um bulletkin asks any gameplay stuff um gameplay wise you're you're looking at like uh dlss i'm not sure when these rogue when these rogue bosses are coming um and i'm not i'm honestly uh it's it's the crafting repair kits and i'm not seeing like many balancing changes or anything in the lighthouse expansion I'm not sure when those are coming um mechanics wise no i i don't i don't remember seeing anything mechanics wise um it's just kind of content wise and and crafting mechanics i guess are going to be different um but as far as like in-game mechanics i don't i don't see anything that's going to be different uh very much um on that end of things um so yeah that's pretty much that's pretty much tarkov yeah i i just really i really appreciate i really appreciate that uh that they're just they're constantly adding stuff i mean just like like all the time they're adding stuff it, it's really cool that um the amount of content and stuff that you get with tarkov um if you guys are interested in anything like that i think it's a great time to get into tarkov there's a lot of changes coming um they're still uh oh yeah yeah the other thing no bullet kid for real though the other thing that they talked about is uh uh arena is coming soon so they're gonna have an arena mode we're not sure how that's gonna work like how you pick your weapons or anything like that um we're we're not we're not gonna know exactly how it works out but essentially they're designing arena style pvp maps uh for tarkov that's coming soon 
So they're still in the works and they're hoping that that's by the end of the year. So that's that's a gameplay thing that's eventually coming. That's really interesting to see how it plays out. Um, Anthony Bland asked, does Tarkov charge anything outside paying the initial cost of the game? No, they don't. They don't, Anthony. Um, that's another thing that I like to, to support uh to support um a game like this is there's no there's no microtransactions um eventually if you look in the wording of the the eod edition so the super expensive edition um it talks about some of the map expansions eventually uh eventually being uh what you what you have to pay for so when the game releases 1.0 there's going to be uh, some things that are purchasable after the fact like I guess you would call them microtransactions But they're gonna be in the form of map packs. I don't know of anything about cosmetics or gameplay related or anything like that um, How do they keep making content currently in the beta? They're running off their sales. They're running off, you know sells of copies of the game um, So yeah, once you buy the game you have all the content in the game right now um, as all the way up until release of 1.0 and who knows how far off that's going to be um, so like uh, the the streets of Tarkov map arena you get access to all that stuff when you buy the game uh, there's no weird cosmetics or anything uh, anything like that that you have to you have to buy or anything like that once you buy Tarkov uh, uh, you're you're in um bullet can ask if they were to add weapon skins would you mind much um honestly I don't think I would because I, I trust that they would keep it really well grounded and uh, and kind of theme appropriate with the with the grittiness and uh, hardcoreness of Tarkov. Um, so I, I don't think so. I, I think it would be cool if one of the one of the traders could could put like paint jobs and camos on your guns. It might be kind of cool. I probably wouldn't do it because I don't want to get attached to guns because I'm likely going to die and lose it. So. But yeah, um, if any of you guys are interested in picking up Tarkov, I definitely recommend. So so you look at that EOD and it's really nice to have. Um, but but honestly, um, I would buy the lower, the basic edition because they, they have a path to upgrade it. So you can pay the difference and upgrade your edition down the road. So if you just wanna try it and see if it's something for you, um, that cheapest edition works and then down the road you can upgrade it. They also have sales every once in a while um um so so you can honestly um yeah you can honestly upgrade later so i think it's best to start slow see if you like it and then you can upgrade if you want to you get a few more starting items you get a bigger stash the bigger stash is what's really nice um in the eod and then uh in that really expensive edition you also get um access to when it does release 1.0 you get access to all the stuff uh that's coming out then uh when and if it ever does um so yeah, I think that pretty much covers it uh, for Tarkov. But yeah, it's a it's, it's just a crazy game, and I, I, I'm enjoying it again. I just needed I needed a little breather. I had some really bad luck. I had some strings of really bad luck for a long time. I'm pretty I'm pretty happy playing Tarkov, a little bit of Rebirth and Rainbow Six Siege. I did uh, I did finish my placement matches in Rainbow Six, and uh, I got placed Silver Two, so I uninstalled. I'm embarrassed and never playing that game again. Uh, Bulletkin says, can't wait to really sink my teeth into it and get dedicated. How's it going, Justin? What's up, man? Um, yeah, it it really is. So I, I had it, I've had the game for a little while, the, the standard edition. Um, but this wipe where they added VoIP and the new map and stuff, I really just 
and when battlefield flopped i'm like fine i'm just going in all in on tarkov when battlefield failed that was what pushed me to tarkov is 2042 being so terrible and uh it's been pretty good so I've, I've really enjoyed it it's it's fun with friends um so yeah the next thing i wanted to talk about this is going to be pretty quick is uh uh activision has hired the qa uh contractors so if you guys didn't know this um earlier in the year and a little bit last year they had kind of a falling out where um activision raven uh the call of duty developers essentially uh fired a lot or all of the quality assurance people that check for bugs and stuff in this game and i would argue that you could pretty much tell it uh when the games came out like it there was a really buggy time for warzone and stuff like that um and there was a lot of protests and uh different things where the employees kind of got together and made a stand and uh they actually got they they got hired as uh as full-time employees not no longer contractors and they upped their minimum wage to twenty dollars per hour um which i think is a w i would play video games for twenty dollars an hour um <laughs> honestly i might wonder if they got any uh wonder if they got any openings i would check that out uh but <laughs> all joking aside um i think it's really good and i hope it sets a precedent um those of you guys familiar with battlefield know qa pretty important guys and uh i hope i hope this sets a precedent and shows the importance of, of quality assurance checkers so you know when we're paying when we're paying these full prices for these AAA games that they actually work and there's not there's not a lot of bugs and stuff like that that honestly shouldn't be there um just i mean oh man like the shining example of this is battlefield 2042 like the the uh, the aim assist and like the mouse movement and like so this is a shooting video game right like the main thing about it is shooting shooting a firearm and the ways to aim it were bugged it's like did you guys even test this you can't revive near walls still like did you guys did anyone test this so um anyway uh yeah i think that uh i think that it's pretty interesting um i hope it sets a precedent that there are that triple a studios for that price we're paying they have qa teams uh that are treated fairly and get paid for their work um and games just get better as a result um I'm hoping. Um, Anthony Blanton says $20 an hour in Cali is not much, man. Yeah, true, true. I wonder if it, what I'm saying is, is like be part time. Like I would, I would quit YouTube and be just like, so I'd have my regular job and then I would quit and just do that at night. Like play, play video games all night, pay $20 an hour. Anyway, it's a whole thing. I get $20 isn't a lot, but you're also. You know playing video games i hope it'd be like an awesome side gig i don't know but you could also maybe do it remotely and move somewhere where cost of living isn't so bad but i don't know that's a whole that's a whole thing uh bj wafer what's up man he says they currently have 34 qa opportunities listed get your resume in there Ooh. what would my resume be i would have to put i would have to put uh has an incredibly small terrible youtube channel and a shitty live show but i like to play video games of which i'm incredibly mediocre at hire me i don't know how they could say no how could you say no to a resume like that i got i, I don't even know i feel like i'm in um i'm, I'm a shoe in for this job i feel like but anyway 
<laughs> it's a quick topic and I, I just wanted to talk about it a little bit because I'm, I'm hoping um, it sets a precedent that some of these games uh, get a lot better a lot better at um, at QA checking if you catch my drift um, so the last thing I wanted to talk about and then again guys at the end again I've been I've been trying to, I've been interacting with chat the whole time since I'm, I'm kind of solo. I don't have a guest or anything of which spoiler, I am working on getting some guests in the next couple weeks. So I'm, I'm putting some feelers out, trying to get some people on the show that can save this disaster. Um, yeah. So hopefully that, that works out. Uh, if you guys have any guest ideas, I would love to hear them. Uh, if you join the discord link in the thing and, uh, then you can, um, I have a spot for scope feedback where you guys can uh, talk about stuff. Tell me what I need to do. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. Just let me have it. Just roast me about the terrible stuff that's going on. Um, so, so the last thing I wanted to talk about was a little bit about Ghost Recon. Now, I'm going to be honest. Hey, how's it going, Rick? Um, the, I'm honestly going to be... Jeez. I'm, gonna, I'm honestly going to be honest with you guys about that. I need more whiskey. I'm honestly going to be honest with you guys and say that I don't, I haven't played much Ghost Recon outside of the, like the betas and the free to plays. I haven't purchased one. Um, so I'm not a lot from, I'm not like super familiar with this. Let's all drink a bottle. I got a pretty big bottle here, Anthony. I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> full bottle. Yeah. So, if I say something stupid, uh, please, please let me know, uh, because it's, it's very possible because I'm, I'm kind of ignorant uh, when it comes to Ghost Recon. Uh, but but what's happening here is definitely um, worth talking about because I feel like it has effects, you know, kind of across the industry. So um, essentially what is going on right now is uh, they are ending support for Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I'm going to I'm going to do my. I'm going to do my best uh, to try to to try to <laughs> summarize this as best I possibly can. Holy shit, this show stinks. Um, they're ending support. So I pulled up, for those of you guys watching, again, sorry podcast people, you guys really get the short end. If you guys want to see my beautiful face, check out Crash Games. Also, guys, uh, there's probably some new folks here. Another announcement on this show today. There is another channel where the VODs of this show are going to live. So if you're not able to catch it live, if you want to make sure you see them, you want to watch them at your own leisure, the link in the pinned comment, as well as in the description, in the show notes for the podcast, is where the VODs are going to be posted for this podcast. So all the videos are going to live over on that channel, uh, public for people to check out. Um, so yeah, I just want to let you guys know that. Anyway, I'm going to try like the fifth time to get through this. I love talking about stuff that I'm stupid about. I can bullshit with the best of them. Um, so yeah. Uh, uh, Justin says, I, I feel like I should address this comment, Justin, real quick. Damn, you're like the first person I've ever heard to say they didn't like the Wildlands. I haven't given it a fair enough chance. So maybe, maybe I should. I, I haven't played it enough. I don't have an opinion on the game. Uh, cause it's honestly just one I never, I never really got into. So I, I don't, I don't have too much of an opinion on. So it's not that I hate it. It's just that I've never really, I've never really got into it too much. 
Uh, but anyway, I'll just read this. I guess I'll try to uh, I'll try to read through this quickly, uh, so the the podcast folks know what's going on here. Um, essentially, this is a Twitter post that Ghost Recon made. Uh, hey, Ghost! First, we want to say thank you for all the love and support you have brought to the game during the past few years. We released more than eleven updates and supported several unique initiatives from the Ghost experience. The return of AI teammate special operations with Sam Fisher working with R6 operators in Operation Amber Sky. And lastly, our Plan a Tree project. We have been hard at work to add extra content for Ghost Recon Breakpoint. The last four months marked the release of our final piece of content. So essentially, they're saying that they're done supporting the game with new content, the brand new Operation Motherland mode, tons of new items, including 20th anniversary iconic outfits and quartz items, which is what we're going to talk about, quartz items. For Ghost Recon Breakpoint, we will continue to maintain our servers for both Ghost Recon Wildlands and Ghost Recon Breakpoint, and we truly hope you will continue to enjoy the game and have fun playing solo or co-op with your friends. From our entire Ghost Recon team, we want to thank you again for your continued support and love you have for the franchise. The feedback you've given us, or I added that, the feedback you've given for Ghost Recon Breakpoint has been instrumental and will help shape the future of the franchise until next time goes. So we've heard also from other news outlets that they are going ahead and working uh, working on the next game. So, another thing that I'm fairly ignorant about is NFTs. So, I know Ubisoft Quartz is their name for their NFT items. The shitty part about this is, I get it. <laughs> they said over the last four months, they've introduced this stuff. So, they've introduced NFTs into their game. And then four months later, they're ending support for it. That's kind of crappy. Um, NFTs in video games is just a huge thing. Honestly, um, I feel like it's the next loot box. It's the next battle pass. It's the thing we hate, but they're going to do it anyway. Um, and I think the best way uh, to deal with these things and, and, and the, the way I'm going to deal with them is just not fucking buy them. You know, like people can go crazy if you want to buy NFTs and, and get, basically gamble or risk your money on, on cosmetic DLC. Go ahead, I guess. But for me, and I think a lot of people, like you guys are, you guys are smart people. Like you just don't buy this stuff. Um, if you don't like it, don't buy it. If a game, and if a game has it, if a game has NFTs where uh, you need to to buy these things to play the game, fuck that. I'm not playing it. I don't recommend anyone play it. And uh, we'll just uh, we're just gonna see where this shakes out. But I think uh, this should be shown. Um, uh, I think this should be shown as an, a shining example of why not to buy them and, and the inherent risks of NFTs. Um, I have seen countless, countless, countless scams uh, of, of games with NFTs that are, that are incredibly dishonest to people trying to make money. The reason they make money are off of idiots. Don't be an idiot. <laughs> don't buy the damn things and uh we'll get through this together um a lot of people why they're pushing nfts is i think for that reason for for the for the money making thing if if a if a game could have a, so far it hasn't been done right the the nft scams they've they've put so much money and development time into the nfts and like the blockchain bullshit 
that the game suck and it's just a massive scam and then they shut the game down but they got all the money from selling nfts uh, i think so if i if you if you were gonna try to design like an nft in a game that worked well it would be and was fair see we don't we don't trust these people anymore to do this stuff fair but like now now just say uh just say uh andrew says uh blockchain isn't bullshit no it's not in like crypto and stuff like that but here's the problem here's the problem with video games uh nfts basically what they're doing in video games with nfts that it's basically just cosmetics and the courts was especially stupid in my opinion because like all the helmets and stuff look the exact same the only reason it was an nft is because they put like the serial number on there that's different that's your unique little serial number that you pay extra money for and you can technically sell it to people um but anyway the problem is that it doesn't need to have a blockchain in games for you to buy microtransactions. For years, there's been there's been microtransactions. You can buy whatever you think is cool and stuff like that. Uh, but they've added this, and essentially, so if you're like, if if you told me, like, Crash, we designed an NFT, and for it to be fair and for the people, it could be stuff that you would earn by playing the game, and then you could sell on a marketplace to other people if you wanted to sell them. And the 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 positives I've seen for NFTs and video games are the play to earn ones that like you know you know maybe like a, a kid that doesn't doesn't have a lot of money um, wants to make extra money is playing video games in the evening anyway can earn these things and sell them and make real world money uh, people with not a lot of opportunities are able to make a little bit of money from playing video games but that's trusting the developer to to institute them fairly um the things that happen are you know they they do these things where you know you can play to earn this earn this stuff this nft uh, but when you sell it we get a cut of it so you have essentially like the csgo gambling sites um it's just there's just so if nfts wouldn't be that bad if you could trust and if developers and companies and publishing companies did it in an honest way that benefited the consumer how likely is that gonna is that to be it's not it that there's just the 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 main problem i feel like with nfts is there's so many little gotcha places um that companies who are out there to make money can kind of screw over the consumer they can add little fees and things like that um they can do the a pump and dump essentially like ghost recon did um there's been several what was the ice poseidon uh did the crypto thing the pump and dump thing and made um he said he made like 1.2 million dollars or something like that from the people that watched his channel he came he came up and made up a new cryptocurrency and and everybody bought it and then he just shut it off and kept all the money um so th there there's just so much shady stuff there's so many little gotchas uh with nfts and video games that 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 companies and brands can do um i just i just don't think it, i just don't think we need it i i don't think it's it, it's not going to make the game any better um it's it's essentially uh what the other thing i'm worried about is the these video games already have um these these resources are spread so thin to get these games out and get these games playable um, they're already struggling with that. So then you you tell them that they can make more money doing this. Well, there's going to be more resource development going to NFTs. 
and not to the game and it's not going to change the player experience very much for someone like me who's not going to buy the dumb things um so yeah yeah he stole it he stole money from yeah he stole money from from his uh from his viewers from his community he stole it and uh there's 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 an avenue there's a method for game developers to do the same thing at a lot of different points in an nft's life right um and essentially so to be fair in courts and in ghost recon breakpoint they didn't charge for these things um but it shows you if they would have they could have made a lot of money there's a bunch of i think there's a lot of mmos that are trying to do this um but you can offer a bunch of uh nfts and get people excited off trailers kind of like battlefield did to us and then you can make the money and sell all that stuff and then just cut the game off and they're not worth anything technically um so yeah essentially guys um i think this is something that it's just going to be like if you don't like them if you're like me and think they're kind of stupid and a risk of money that's not worth it um then don't do it don't do it and i would also caution people who do want to try to try to make money and uh and do stuff with uh with nfts uh do it with money that you can stand to losing because you're probably gonna <laughs> just the same as the little bit of money that i play around with in the stock market it's money that i can live just fine if i lose because that's kind of how it could go um so yeah i'm i'm not that excited about them coming to games to be honest with you i know a lot of people are very adamant about keeping them out of gaming and they're terrible <laughs> guy should run for chairman of the federal reserve audit the fed right <laughs> oh man but yeah anyway guys that's what i wanted to talk about again to be fair to ghost recon breakpoint uh like justin just just added they didn't add anything crazy i thought they were incredibly silly because like i said the stuff i saw with ubisoft courts i thought was really terrible it was like the same helmet like you can't tell in game with graphic settings and stuff like that it, they literally changed like the serial number on the back of the helmet like you have your own unique serial number and that's it and it's like i mean i'm just not that amped about it i can't i can't condone that right um so yeah kind of silly kind of silly um yeah so i think with that i think that's pretty much the prepared remarks of the show um i was able to go wow i was able to go about an hour by myself i'm pretty i'm proud of myself uh let's give myself a hand that's not too bad uh that's not too bad so yeah with that guys um again last time and then i'll shut the fuck up about it uh you can see on the screen next to me unless you're a podcast listener you poor souls um <laughs> thanks bullet um that's the channel where the vod of this is going to live it's not going to be listed on my channel anymore um so yeah we're going to go ahead and uh that is in the pinned comment as well as the description if you want to sub to that if you're interested in this kind of stuff um that's where this stuff is going to live again it's a live podcast every monday that's now broadcasting regionally this program is on a thursday just this week i think i'm going to try to turn it around quick baby i think we're going to try to do one monday and get back on track next monday so i'm hoping for a lot of news in the next three days guys <laughs> something to talk about so i'm also trying to get some guests on so we'll, we'll, we'll see how it works um 
Yeah, this is a oh yeah, Clark. Uh Andrew Clark says this is a small regional podcast. Small is an understatement. Um, so yeah, guys, is there anything you guys want to talk about? Any questions or anything in the chat? I'm gonna catch up on it really quick. Um and see if there's anything uh that you guys want to talk about. Um <laughs> Actum baby vlog says we bought 2042 we really give the right to call their people stupid <laughs> true <laughs> so true uh they kept it justin says oh this is important because he's adding to the he he's played uh ghost recon uh stuff little kids they kept it to goofy stuff they gave away cry gear dope weapon skins we would have been lost we would have lost it yeah they it's like they know people are mad about nfts but they but they still do it anyway like it's it's so silly um have you tried reaching out to other smaller shooter youtubers no i haven't yet uh definitely should uh there's some really good creators out there um we did have a usa specialist on episode one and it, it was a great episode um so yeah i don't underestimate smaller youtubers at all they're freaking awesome yeah i think i think that might be a good good idea uh miss the first section what do you want to see most in the april update um i think it's too late for voip um voip's coming it should have been there at launch uh for 2042 uh hazard zone would have lasted a little bit longer with voip randos could have played together um but it's just it's just silly right that there's no voip um that it's too late because that's for people to talk about you know that's for players of the game to talk to each other well there's no more players of the game the voip's a little late the attachment rework um i'm scared they said they're fixing attachments as we know like attachments were six months into the game and attachments don't work appropriately they don't do anything they either do the same thing or they don't do anything plus system is still bugged i'm scared it's gonna break a bunch of other stuff i'm just i'm not that excited about it man not that excited about it i'm not i'm not playing the game i'm i'm literally uh playing rebirth island with friends i'm 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 back into uh rainbow six siege and i'm really enjoying uh tarkov i'm I'm playing primarily those three games right now siege tarkov and a little bit of rebirth island um and then if i do play a battlefield i play battlefield 5 i just love the movement and i can i can frag out in that game and i like it a lot can't be regional if there's dudes from germany i mean germany's a region moritz right germany's still a region uh bulletin says for crash coin to the moon no for me it's jet fixes give me that and i can ignore infantry meat grind and actually learn something true yeah it, it, it's tough you've been popping off in rainbow six epic says uh no no i haven't i've had an incredibly rough couple days in rainbow six siege and i placed silver two which is my lowest placement since i first started the game so i'm about to uninstall it so pretty soon i'll just be playing rebirth and tarkov <laughs> oh man boykin says do what you enjoy i'm fortunate enough to have lots of stuff to do in past bf games yeah that's awesome yeah i i played bf1 for like the the vibes and then battlefield 5 my problem is those older ones i played on console before i switched to pc and i don't have like anything unlocked so i go to play them like nothing's unlocked and it's it's not good because that was all that was all in the playstation days for sure um but yeah guys thank you so much for being here thank you for 25 likes that's an awesome number 
Um, yeah, that was a really good episode. I'm, I was looking forward to it. I'm so glad to be back. Um, I, I miss you guys on Monday, uh, doing, doing this show, uh, doing this show is something I really look forward to. Um, so miss you guys on Monday, but I was excited to go live today. We'll try to get back on track. Uh, Blaine says, stop seeing your content sucks. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I'm kidding. It does though. Um, I <laughs> gotcha. Um, so yeah, on, uh, on Monday, I'm hoping, hoping something happens in the next few days to talk about, but, um, I'm going to try to put a show together. I'm going to probably try to try to put a, a show together for Monday. Um, when are you going to talk about 2042 as the greatest game ever? Yeah, we'll do that on Monday. Definitely going to talk about how it's the best game that's ever lived. <laughs> Oh no, it's so bad. Uh, thanks, Epic. I appreciate that. Yeah, Bullykin. The update's probably coming in April. Even though in the last blog they said early April, and that's what I—that's what I was talking about. Uh, that's what I was talking about at the beginning. Like uh, they said, early April. It's early April. We haven't heard anything. I get so sick and tired of Dice giving us these massive windows of our content, and then it's always at the end. Like how many of these patches, blogs, and things have you guys done? And it's always like the last day. Just tell us that date. Like it's always, it's always the last few days of the window they give. So just stop it with the bullshit of saying, it's gonna be this month. It's not, it's gonna be the last day of the month. It always is. Quit it, stop it, quit, please. Thank you. I think saying it, <laughs> it lived is a little generous. True, it's so sad. Well, I mean, you guys are chilling. We're chilling here. Let's let's look real quick. Have you looked at the Steam charts? Have Have you? Wow. <laughs> it crossed below a thousand a couple times, yeah. <laughs> it's right now at thirteen hundred people. That's great. Stop. Get some help. <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh it is uh it's bad. It's just insane to me, man. It's insane. Um and honestly So I think I think I'm already on a black I'm I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna tell you how or why I know, but I'm I'm on a blacklist with dice. Um already they hate me a lot. And I, but I, I kinda wanna make a video anyway. Like I, I don't like it when people are mad at me, but I gotta be honest. I kinda wanna make a video like about how it was almost a scam with not showing gameplay and they said that the live service is gonna be amazing. And like the stuff they did with the announcements where they said they took little snippets of reviews when like PC games in website said, it's one of my favorite battlefield games when it works, which is really where really rare. This game has a lot of issues and they talk shit on the game, but then battlefield took it where they just took the little snip out of context and said my favorite battlefield and they put it on their advertisement graphic. Like there was just some shady shit that went on in the lead up to this game. They knew that they were going to make their money on the front end. That's why they spent all the money on the badass trailers that had no, that looked nothing like the real game. And I don't know. It's just, there's a lot there. Um, 
Mr. Bannon says, I think about less than 5,000 people playing 2042 and somehow these updates are going to bring back. Yeah, no, the updates aren't going to do anything. They, 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 the reason, like, guys, the writing is on the wall. It is incredibly obvious that there is a very small team still working on 2042, which you can say, yeah, that's common. That's common. That's what they do. They move on to the next game. Yeah, but generally you move on to the next game after you put out a decent game. They made their money on the front end. They made their money from pre-orders. All those people that aren't playing anymore still bought the damn game. The 100,000 peak players that it started out with, they got their money. They don't give a shit. I don't think they give a shit, man. Like the, they're going to do their bare minimum. They're going to fix things here or there. And they're going to try. I think they're all hand, they're likely, in my opinion, all hands on deck. If the leaks are true and potentially we don't see a Call of Duty in 2023, I bet they're gunning for that window. It would be smart of them to from a money-making standpoint. Dude, true bullet can ask, why does that have to be Battlefield? I don't know, man. It ha like, I feel so bad for the community, for us fans, man. Like, I put me in there. I'll feel sorry for myself. I was so excited for this game, dude. Oh, yeah, genuinely scared about what they're doing. And it's going to be interesting to see what they're going to do with the next one um, because there are, you know, new, there's new management. There's new, like, upper leadership. Um, so there's new, you know, Vince, Rebecca, and uh, Marcus are all, all new. So, yeah, I don't know, Bullet Can. They had three years on this one. People are back to the office. I, I, I don't know, man. Just gonna have to see how it plays out and play other games. And uh, we we had a good we had a good run on YouTube, boys. We had a good run. <laughs> so, Anthony Bland says they use a lot of the same assets. Oh, true. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I'm not thinking something would change, Morris. No. <laughs> thanks bando dude i love big fries channel oh man it wouldn't be crazy i hope like literally the reason like i hope and wish this podcast would grow is to talk to to talk to people the guests i've had on here like tom henderson uh get flanked geeks usa like it's so awesome to talk to these people like for no other reason to get cool guests to talk to it's so fun to talk to those guys um yeah, I would love it'd be so cool to like big crown here. It'd be so fun. Um, never pre-order another battlefield game. Got it. Copy. I'll do the I'll do the Amazon thing so I can still use the beta to like make like <laughs> make videos and then then refund my Amazon order. <laughs> yeah. That'll teach him. Jack Frags is a guest. Yeah, I don't think so. That's the pro that's the other problem too. Is like I feel terrible asking people to be on this show just because it's it's so small and like content creators is like their time is money and I feel like I'm just robbing them of time. Um, so there's just there's not a lot to do. Uh, like it's not a lot of like they're the people that have been on here have been so cool and it's been out of the the goodness of their heart. Um, I just don't feel like I I I don't have enough to offer. You know, I feel bad asking people to be on the show, but I'm so thankful. It's it's awesome. Um, but anyway, guys, I think that's going to be it for the show. Um, 
if uh if anything you guys need to know this episode if you missed it will be over on the new channel i'm gonna post it there see what the algorithm does with it who knows um yeah discord twitter twitch will probably be on uh will probably be over on twitch tonight i'm not sure if i'm gonna be playing i might be trying to dig out a silver on siege tonight over on twitch.tv uh slash crash a uh bulletin dude thank you so much for the twitch follow i appreciate that man it popped up on the screen noties are working boys so yeah we'll probably be uh probably be live later tonight um i'm gonna go i'm gonna go eat a steak i'm gonna go eat a steak and uh then i'm gonna play some siege probably with my buddy ham so we'll be around tonight i like that big fry speaks his mind yeah yeah i do too i do too I try to I try to be that way. I hope I'm that way. I have definitely burned any chances of ever being in the EA Creator Network. I will tell you that. I'll have to tell you guys a story someday. I'll have to, it, it's it's interesting. Um, I'm honestly flattered that they know who I am, but uh, yeah, I'm on the old blacklist, boys. <laughs> but my honestly, like my first uh, my first oh, what's the word I'm looking for? God, I hate my old man brain my allegiance my my first allegiance is to you guys honestly like so i i don't really i don't really care uh if they're mad at me like <laughs> i don't give a shit you guys are the ones i care about like you guys are the awesome people that watch my stuff like i'll always be true to you guys um yeah I don't care. I think it's actually kind of cool that I'm on a blacklist, but uh, it is what it is. I'm just a dude talking, talking to you guys. I appreciate that, Gary. Um, how many hours until that stream? I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna say about one to one and a half hours. Honestly, um, the uh, the best the best way to probably stay up on the streams is if you go to the discord to the reaction rules and uh sign up for twitch notifications um i always send out notice to people who want them so i try i try not to ping everyone very often in the discord i don't want to be annoying about it but people that want to know when i go live you can sign up for that twitch role in the discord and you'll get notified on discord when i go live um it's most nights around like eight to eight to nine thirty central time is when I just go live and it's just chill, man. We just chill out on Twitch. Some awesome fucking people show up and we just hang out. Um, so it's awesome. Too late for me, 1 a.m. I get that for sure. <laughs> no worries. Uh you, you guys, if you if you fall asleep, I get it. Um, I try to do occasionally when I'm home, I try to do earlier streams to hang out with the EU folks. I try to do streams like that, like uh on the weekends and stuff when I'm off work. I try to do some early streams once in a while. So yeah <laughs> i will try i will try hopefully rainbow six siege goes better thank you guys so much uh everyone thank you so much for being here if you're watching this on the new youtube channel thank you so much for that i appreciate it hit the subscribe button if you're interested i'm gonna keep this podcast i guess it's technically a podcast i don't know i didn't want to call it a podcast i wanted it to be like a program or like a live show but i have fun talking about the industry and stuff with you i hope it keeps getting better i'm gonna keep doing my best to get better um i hope to i hope to get into the journalism a little bit more and maybe find my own sources one day and, and get my own stories going and stuff like that but i really enjoy talking about these games and this industry with you guys uh, it's a lot of fun 
And honestly, if I don't get another new subscriber or another new viewer, it's been amazing. I appreciate everyone so much. It's just fun for me, man. I just love producing the show and making it and talking to you guys. And it floors me that there's a few people that show up and hang out. It's so cool. I appreciate you guys. More than you know, it means the world to me. Everyone have a great rest of your week. And like I said, I'm gonna try to be live Monday. Hopefully there's something to talk about. If not, we'll make something up. We might even do a, just a short episode or something on Monday, but I definitely wanna get back together and talk, get back on track with Mondays. And uh, I just really appreciate you guys so much. Have a great evening. Have a great rest of your week and weekend. We'll probably see you live on Twitch over there during the weekend. I think I'll be around and we'll see you guys then again. Thank you so much. You guys are the fucking best. We'll see you.